0: Chapter 3. The Cave I was going to be the gentleman and let her go first, but after a split second I realized that this was no time for the gallant's chivalry. (laughs) The best thing I could do for her was hit her over the head, tie her up, and leave her outside. I was going to figure out how to keep her out of harm's way, but decided the best thing was for me to go in first. Well, honest, I didn't take a tenth of a second to do all that circle of thinking. I was acting immediately, but I still wasn't fast enough. She was the first one through by a nose. I would have felt humiliated again, but I couldn't take the time. She was headed right for that object that was glowing. It was a twin of the one we'd been shown back at BYU. It was sitting on a stone pedestal or column. And At least it looked to be stone. It stood about four feet high and about 18 inches in diameter and had a flat top. There was another identical column off to the right about six feet away. In the center of the flat top of each column was a pyramid-shaped form that ended with four prongs that looked to be made of copper or gold. They were shaped to hold the stone like a solitaire diamond ring holds its stone. Light from the crystal stone could shine in all directions with virtually no shadows except straight down below the stone onto the top of the column. It was obvious that the second column was designed to hold another crystal stone, but it was missing. Between the two columns was a third column that was shorter. It was about waist high, wider, and also had a flat top, and there was nothing on its top. Chris went right to the stone, and before I could do or say anything, she touched it. I wanted to tackle her before she did it. It was simply too late. It became much brighter. Her smile was brighter than the stone. She touched it again. The stone increased its glow to the same super illumination as the one at BYU. Chris then turned to me and said with a triumphant grin on her face, Yep! just like the other one. With that, she touched it again, and it went out. And the cave was very dark, except for the light of the opening about 20 feet away. She quickly touched it again and again, and we had very nice light for looking around the room. Boy, you don't waste any time, do you? I said. Why? We are going to have to test it sometime, weren't we? "'Look, you silly,' I said. "'It's Chris,' she said. "'I glared at her and said, "'Look, Chris, you silly goofus, "'haven't you ever seen Tomb Raiders "'or or Raiders of the Lost Ark? "'Have you never heard of booby traps? "'You don't just go round through here and, and, "'and grabbing stuff. "'Can you get it through your pretty little head "'that this might be dangerous?' "'I thought you would at least be halfway sensible "'since you were stopping me at the entryway. "'You saw the groove around the open door and you stopped. "'What happened? "'You were always the smart one. "'Did you just flip on your dumb switch?' "'Do you really think I'm pretty?' she asked. "'Huh? <laughs> "'I had my mouth all open to continue the tirade "'to rip the smug look off her face, "'but I couldn't think of anything to say.' but the mouth remained wide open. She gently lifted her palm to underneath my chin and shut my mouth for me. I was completely short-circuited. Look, I said, can we just do this right? I mean, let's get on with this, only let's be just a little smarter. She looked angry again and said, Right. I think it's time to let them know what we found. Is there anything else in here we need to tell them about? The room was plenty light enough to see everything, but there was nothing to see. The room was quite large, with a dome-shaped ceiling that went up to about 15 feet. The entrance from the hole was about 6 feet long, and then the room just opened up to about 25 feet in diameter. The only things we saw... Were the two columns where the two stones had been, and, of course, one of those was now missing. Plus, there was the third column that was a little shorter, standing between the two. I noticed that the wall and ceiling were extremely smooth and did not look like stone at all. There were no cut marks of any kind. It was not like plaster, but rather like a black glass but it did not reflect it looked like it would suck up any light that the crystal stone would give but when the stone got brighter then the wall and ceiling would grow whiter and seemed to actually radiate light we tried to talk to the others but could not raise them so we went to the opening as soon as we were out we were able to contact the others and let them know what we'd found Sister Markham was very excited and asked us again about anything else in the room. <clears throat> there, there, is there a book uh, on the center column? We told her, no, there was nothing else, and then she asked if there was a possible opening behind the columns. Well, since we hadn't really checked for hidden doors or other types of openings, we, we told her we'd check it out. She stopped us. She told us that the ship had radioed and told them of a fast-moving storm. It's was coming right at us. and would be here within the time it would take us to get back to the ship. They had told her to drop everything and return to the ship. I bent over to start picking up the climbing gear we had brought with us when Chris said, "'Hold on, I'll go check behind the columns.' With that, she was gone. I jumped after her, yelling, "'Hold it! You can't just run in here all by yourself. You're the one that always follows the rules, remember? You heard Sister Markham. We've got to go!' She was looking behind the column of the stone and yelled, "'Yes, there is something!' Since the stone was on top of the flat top of the column, there was a shadow below and right next to the column. Chris looked for a few seconds, and then on impulse, she grabbed the stone and moved it to shine its light into the shadowed area. Two things happened. The first was that the stone went to its maximum brightness as soon as she touched it, which was enough to startle us all by itself. But the second thing scared us half to death. The stone slab above the door slid shut and hit the bottom with a sound like thunder. Chris screamed and by reflex threw the stone into the air. We both made a dive to catch it. Oh, they were beautiful dives. Our volleyball coaches would have been proud. The stone was actually coming in my direction, so I was the first to reach it and caught it just before it hit the floor. Chris had pushed off the wall and was coming like a missile. She was really in top form and was turning her body over as she flew toward the stone so she could catch it above her and then land on her back, using her body to protect the stone. It never happened. The second I touched the stone, the light went out and it was solid blackness. Then we collided in midair first and our lights really went out. We were both knocked stone cold, unconscious.